Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. There's nothing more exciting, Wendy, than the feeling when you get a new Patreon subscriber. It is the greatest feeling. I have to say, it really made it's made this whole month awesome. It has. <laughs> more so has. than usual. So we want to thank you, Nihilist Simulator. Thanks, Nihilist Simulator. <laughs> That's a great name. I love it. And I just want to thank you for joining the team. Yes. Thank you so much. And we hope that you'll join us for one of our Patreon hangouts so we can actually talk and uh, hear your take on some of these topics that we discuss. Sounds good. And we'll also be sending you a message over Patreon because you've got some Sunspot music coming to you over the mail. And we'll be talking about that shortly. Now, we'll be talking more about our Patreon community at the end of the episode today, but we just wanted to give right away a shout out to our brand new Patreon, Nihilus Simulator. And we want to thank you very much for becoming part of our little community. Thank you and welcome to the community. And everyone is also welcome at othersidepodcast.com slash donate. Check it out. All right. You know, uh, Wendy, today I had a a feeling that my house was haunted for the first time. Uh Uh-oh. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. So the funny thing is I made some comment that my house looks haunted the other day. I just saw everybody out there, if you don't know, I bought a house in April in east side of Madison. And it's an old house, about 114 years old. But the thing is, so is, haunted. It, right. But it just need, it needs like a power wash in, before you can do like a repainting or anything like that. So yeah, it needs a power wash. So and it so it has a nice patina on it. Is what yes. You're a, a nice patina of old all over it. But we, we meaning to get to that. But, you know, we were taking care of uh, little things bit by bit first in the house. But the thing is, I made this joke. I'm like, oh, yeah, my house looks haunted. And Wendy, you were like, oh, your house is haunted. I got to hear about it. And that was like maybe a week ago you said that when I was talking about it. And I'm like, no, it's not haunted yet. And, but today I had my first like thing where I thought something was going on. Okay, let's hear right. about it. All right. So Could first, be good. So what happens is um, I've got one of those smart locks that lets you know every time it's opened and stuff. And you can open it with like your Apple Watch. Uh-huh. So when I go to the gym, I lock it up and I just go to the gym and then I uh, then come back and open it with my watch so I don't have to bring keys or wallet or anything like that. So I just do it so I can open up my watch. Well, uh, today there was an issue. Like Also, the, the, the smart lock had a problem today, so I couldn't open it with my watch. I had to figure out a oh, different no. way in the house. Yeah, I know. That was weird. Um, and so like the, the automatic lock didn't work. I'm like, all right, that's weird. So I come on in. I eventually get in the house. And um, I'm looking at the history of when the doors were opened. And it's got Uh-oh. like, so I get home at one o'clock and I look and it says 1240 p.m. The door was manually unlocked. Uh-oh. Oh, no. And I'm like, what? Manually unlocked? Uh, and then it says, it says, uh, it tells me when the door was closed, but it doesn't say it was again locked. I'm like, that's weird because it was, it was locked when I tried to get home. And so then I'm like, is somebody in the house? So then I looked all over the house. I went up into the attic, you know, creeped around. I like had like a broom with me or something like that. So when I open the closets or whatever, I can stick somebody if they're in there. 
Oh, I thought it was for uh, so you could fly away. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I could jump on. <laughs> well, I got enough spider webs out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels like a haunted house. That adds um, to the haunted house feel. Yeah. Oh, man. But so I'm going around and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what happened. There's nobody. So there's nobody in the house. So I checked the whole place. There's nobody here. Um, and I'm thinking, was it just some kind of, you know, was it some kind of error? Technical error. Yeah. Yeah. But when in the past has it ever said the door opened on its own? Like that's a whole thing I have. Um, it operates it's like a security mechanism. You know, if you're not, if you're not home or you, your family's not home and the, if you get a notification that the door is open, you call the police. So, uh, then I just texted my wife and I said, Hey, did you stop home for lunch for anything? She's like, Oh yeah. I just had to stop home before I went to get my hair colored or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> but that was like, I had like 20 minutes of like going through the house thinking there's a robber, but I'm like, how, how would a robber manually unlock the door? Because oh, they don't man. have a key. So then yeah, I just that's thought, a bad feeling. I'm like, is there a ghost here? Or maybe like the locksmith. Right. Made a little think, extra copy for himself. Yeah. But I think about ghosts so much that the first thing, I, but actually before, <laughs> right. before I even thought of the robber, I thought of a ghost. I'm like, are they opening the door and closing its own? And it wasn't the ghost. So my house well, and is- And now the ghost, now the ghost has a perfect entree because next time you won't suspect it. Right. And then he'll just sneak up on me. Yeah. But- Getcha. That, that was my first day where I thought the, uh, the house was haunted. And, but it, it wasn't, uh, turns out. But anyway, so that was just a ridiculous story. I was going to say that's great, but I'm actually kind of disappointed. Right. I was hoping it was haunted because I brushed out the Ouija board. We ask him some questions. Well, just think about it. Any given podcast could have EVPs in it. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. That would (laughs) be amazing. Well, speaking of EVPs. Yes. We have a ghost hunting team on for today's show. Uh, who has got their show is premiering this Friday night on the Travel Channel. And they're making the move too, because before they were on like Destination America or whatever. And uh, I think maybe the Learning Channel, TLC, is where they were showing the reruns. But now they've moved to the Travel Channel. So they're moving on up to the flagship Paranormal Channel. All right. So <laughs> let's go talk to the Ghost Brother. We're here with Dalen Spratt, Juwan Mass, and Marcus Harvey, the stars of the Travel Channel's. New show, Ghost Brothers, Haunted House Guests. It's Tuesday morning. You guys got a week and a half till the big premiere. How are we all feeling? Man, like a million I'm feeling bucks. Amazing. Feeling amazing. You feeling like a season feeling like a season two on the horizon. What you think? I feel like an unclaimed lotto ticket right now. I don't know. I just feel like that. Okay. Right. Okay. 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 So we're we're waiting but, on the numbers. Any numbers on the <laughs> Did the numbers hit, Marcus? Oh yeah, that number hit. That number hit. They hit, they, hit, they hit straight box, straight box too. <laughs> With the multiplier. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. So first of all, we yeah. want to talk a little bit about the new show, the, uh, the Jump to the Travel Channel for Haunted House Guests. So if people haven't seen um, the older episodes of Ghost Brothers, um, they're, it's on Destination America, and you guys can check out um, about, you know, like, there's like 24 episodes of... of where you guys go to different haunted locations and you look for evidence and it's a classic ghost hunting show, except I feel that um, what you guys bring is a little more sense of fun and a little less, um, I don't know, a little less of the, uh, the dead seriousness that other people kind of bring. How do you keep that positivity and that sense of levity 
when you're on location and it's dark and it's the middle of the night and you're about to crap your pants? Uh, I think. Well, yeah. I wear the pins. I wear the pins. <laughs> right. So, that, so you're yeah. taking care of. Yeah. No, he, he definitely does. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. No, I think for us, what makes us unique and what makes our chemistry so strong is the fact that we're genuinely best friends. Like, it's not like that reality TV stuff that your people are usually accustomed to, where they just find people with similar interests and put them together and see what happens. Like, we were literally, like, grew up together. Like, slept on each other's couches, ate each other's refrigerators. We know each other's mamas, babies, ex-girlfriends, brothers. Like, we're genuinely, like, best friends. So that chemistry shows <laughs> right on television. So even when we are afraid, we can't be too afraid because I know Marcus is going to crack a joke on me that's going to carry on outside of this television show. So, like, we're going to be around family and he's going to bring up some stuff, right? So it's just like... Our chemistry together is what makes the show so unique, in my opinion. That's you can really first of all you can you can tell that when you're watching the show that you know you guys know each other, the, the comfort levels the the camaraderie and what I'm wondering about is maybe how your investigations have changed since you know the cameras are there and uh, now people might know who you are when you you know when you come to the destination and they you know they've seen you and they expect things versus when you guys were first researching. Like, is there is there a difference in the equipment you use or the attitudes or the way you investigate now from you know when you guys started off and it was just a hobby that you didn't know would become uh, a thing where you're on TV and checking stuff out and you know having calls talking about it at ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I- um, this is Marcus here. Um, when we first started, of course, we were novice because we were, you know, just interested in the in the genre. Uh, Dalen and Jawan were um, a little bit more interested at, at the beginning than I was. Um, and, we, you know, we kind of just used our, we used very, you know, seemingly primitive technology with our phones, which is still our, our best tool yet uh, <laughs> after all the, after all the investigations. So um, what we have done in, in our growth is just be, a little bit more um, confident in our stances, knowing what what um, equipment does what, knowing exactly how to kind of make contact with certain entities, um, and then we're just more comfortable with each other um, as as a as a group and as a unit. So we trust each other a lot more. Like you know, before you know, you didn't know how somebody was going to react if this would happen, and now that we've been in so many countless situations where we had to kind of always have each other's back. Now it's never, now it's no, it's, there's really no fear any longer when we go into these locations because we just, we trust each other and we got each other's backs, you know, even my brothers. So that's how I feel. And, um, you know, when it, when it comes to, you know, your original experiences, like, you know, Marcus, you had just said like that uh, these guys were a little bit more into it in the beginning than you were. Um, is it because they had maybe had a paranormal experience previously and you hadn't had the same kind of thing? I think that, um, I think not speaking for Dalen, but, uh, I just always knew Dalen as a, as someone who was always interested in the paranormal. And I was interested in, um, and Jawan also, you know, being a very spiritual young man, you know, they were both, you know, kind of in touch with their paranormal, the other side, I was just more so on the spiritual side. So, you know, I was a, an assistant to a pastor for a long time. So I was really never into the whole genre of paranormal or the whole like um the whole activity or the whole culture of the paranormal because you know i just was 
very reserved in my stance when it came to like dealing with spirits. But once, you know, once um, Damon and Juwan really just, you know, brought me in, I mean, they had like a few in there under their belt, but once they brought me in, they made me feel way more comfortable with it. And, um, you know, these guys have made me more courageous as a result of being around them. So you were, you were more about the Holy Ghost than the other things. Yeah. Oh, Robo Shata, El Obocito. That's how I was doing it. I was coming in, throwing holy water on them, speaking <laughs> in tongues. <laughs> and, and these cats is like, hey, Marcus. Well, Dalen and Juwan, I'm going to get to, you know, when I think about how I got into the paranormal and just it wasn't, you know, it's, it seems cool now, and especially you guys got a show and we have things where we talk about this stuff all the time and it's on TV all the time. But, you know, when we were growing up, when you tell your friends like, oh man, I want to go investigate a haunted house. And they're like, I want to talk to girls or whatever. Like, well, yeah, we'll talk to girls later, but let's see at the haunted house first. I'm interested in how you guys got into it in the first place. Not just to the point of, well, I had an experience and I saw something, but I had an experience and it changed the direction of my life where now I'm going to go check it out. So Dalen, can we start with you and, and kind of the experience, your, your, orig- your superhero origin story? Yeah, man. So I've had a few uh, paranormal experiences, or I'm not going to even say paranormal, man, unexplained experiences growing up. But it's funny, man. I was just literally probably about two weeks ago, I was talking to this girl I went to high school with, and I just had to ask her if she remembered this. So we were 14, 15. We literally lived on the same street. So she stayed at the end of the block, and our two streets met at a corner. And at the corner of the house, I will never, ever forget. I, we got off the bus one day. I was in the 10th. She was in the ninth grade. And we were walking home. And there was police tape wrapped around this whole house at the end of the corner, which is her next-door neighbor's house. So come to find out, the son was involved in some stuff he shouldn't have been in. He had just got out of jail. And he ended up getting into it with some people. And they literally came to his house and murdered his whole family. Oh, God murdered his whole family. Literally like five or six people died in this house. And so when we get off the bus, we see that, you know, all the tape around the house, all of this stuff. So our dumbasses, 14, 15 years old, man, we decide to come back later that night just to kind of like poke around when it's dark, just to kind of see. Man, when I tell you, me and my homeboy came back and literally we saw that the garage was open, was slightly open at this house. This is a true story. The garage was slightly open. So it's probably like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. I literally went and slid on the ground and looked underneath the garage, and it was dark. It had a whole bunch of stuff in there, right? So I, you know, kids being kids, we was like, man, we going to try to go in here, man. Like, no telling what we might see in this murder house. <laughs> <laughs> I took my ass under this garage, man. I'm in the garage, and literally, like, it's nothing. It, it doesn't, you wouldn't even thought a couple of days prior that all these people were killed in this house. So I literally looking around and I go to grab the door <laughs> to the house, the garage door in the house to get into the house just to see if it was open, but it was locked. So I was like, okay, like a sigh of relief. And I bullshit you not, man. I turn around to walk out the garage and I, you know, I get on the ground to go underneath the door that I just came in. And as I look back, that same house door was cracked open. <laughs> like, oh, man. It was the freakiest thing I have ever seen. That's why nobody messes with you, Dalen. That's why nobody messes with you, Dalen. <laughs> that's why you can't have no, that's why you can't have nothing sustainable. Because stuff like that, man. 
Marcus crime scenes aren't even safe with Dalen. <laughs> listen, right. listen, listen. I. To this day, <laughs> I don't know how that door – it was locked <laughs> when I initially grabbed the handle. I promise you that. And then on the way out, that door was cracked open. <laughs> Bro, I don't know if somebody was still in there. <laughs> I don't know if somebody got away. I don't know if it was something. I don't know. But that is always just, like, stuck in my mind, like, to the point where, like, I don't know. Like, I've always been curious as to people live in that house now. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't been back, like, since I left Dallas back then. So, I don't know. I don't know. That's my little, old, you know, high school story of being mischief and, you know, mischievous that kind of led to, you know, something that's unexplainable, man. Well, I, no, I love that because, first of all, it's it shows the bravery of, like, I'm going to, yeah, this is a, here's a murder house. Um, we should probably go check it out, guys. You know, it's it uh, just the garage, though. Just, just the garage. Just the garage. Just the garage. The garage. Just the garage. You weren't stopping at the garage, bro. You weren't stopping at the garage. You were like, oh, I you know you didn't stop at the garage. And that's why I said, the, just the garage. Come on, man. So, Jawan, what got you interested in this uh, as well? Like, what you know? Did you have an experience when you were younger, or uh, did this come later in life, or um, what was your stepping stone to becoming a, a fellow weirdo? <laughs> I like that fellow weirdo. Um, well, for starters, I, I crime scenes were off limits for me. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> uh, but no, I uh, I had experiences when I when I was younger. But it was like it was more so just kind of like kids being kids. Um, and it started with one time it was it was like I was dared to run through a cemetery through through a graveyard and. It was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Because I was like, I had this natural curiosity as a child, so I was always getting into things. And so like, I was like, yeah, I'll take that challenge. So I decided to run through this graveyard. And that at that moment is where I experienced my first paranormal, my first unexplained event in paranormal, I would say. like, It, it, it was the presence of something running behind me as I was running through this graveyard. And it wasn't the other kids that I was playing with earlier. It was just like, you felt like it was a, I want to say the word ghost. But I just don't know what was behind me. But I do know that, like, you really can't outrun a spirit. Like, wherever you feel like you're going to go, it's probably going to meet you. Yeah, it so, doesn't need legs. So kind of like Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but so that, that really evolved my curiosity in this. So, you know, one, one thing is that, is that uh, now you guys were fraternity brothers together, right? Correct. Yeah. We are fraternity brothers. And, and so, you know, so you're, you're together at college. You know, you're in, in the frat. And... Were the other guys in the frat, like, were they down with it? Were they like, you know, hey, you know who's going to plan the Halloween party? Dalen and Juwan, they've got it. <laughs> right. No, I'm beyond be honest, man, when we were pledging, we never... We wasn't even yeah, we never, we discussed like that openly. We may have had conversations yeah. about, about spirituality, or we may have had conversations about different experiences that we just couldn't explain from a supernatural or paranormal standpoint. But it wasn't really open dialogue. Um, part of the reason we had too much other stuff to worry about. Yeah, we have we having to learn uh, the founders to our organization, not not um, what haunted locations we were gonna like tackle next. Um, <laughs> but honestly, it was like there was always this there's always this stigma when it came to like religion and spirituality and like we were always like yo we don't we were always taught growing up in church that you don't mess with 
ghosts and goblins and ghouls and those things are, are, are demonic. Like it, it wasn't until Dalen and I were roommates after college that we explored this curiosity of uh, paranormal activity. I know Dalen expressed to me several times that like one of his favorite movies was um, Paranormal Activity. <laughs> like he's always been fascinated with horror films. And so we, we like one day, that's how the, the original idea of Ghost Brothers came about. We were sitting there and realized there was nobody like us or there was no representation of us. Sure. Doing this. And then we just decided to do it our own way. Well, and, uh, you know, certainly uh, you guys have had a successful couple of seasons. And then the new season of Haunted House Gets that premieres uh, on August 16th on uh, the Travel Channel. Now, how does this particular show, how is it different than the past shows you've done in the past? Cause in, you know, we know you've gone to several locations. You've gone international and things like that. And so how is Haunted House Guests different than the old Ghost Brothers? With this Ghost Brothers, um, with Ghost Brothers, we were more so going to locations, like you said, uh, you know, plantations, um, uh, boats and different things of that nature, Delta Queen, things like that, asylums. But this one is more so dealing with family. So with this, this um, haunted house was um, being, you know, uh, having some paranormal activity. Uh, we go to these homes, we kick it with them for a day, uh, spend the night, and then just really just do some deep down investigations. And uh, we dig really into the families, uh, help them kind of coping. And even, you know, when we leave, we even have a, you know, make a stronger bond with the families within each other just us being there. So it's a, just a good, it's a good change of pace, you know. It still gets you that, that creepy, you know, kooky, scary, but still gives you that nice, warm hug at the end of the episode to life. <laughs> so, you know, have you found that, um, so you're, now you're more about uh, going into, lo- like, locations with families, going to houses with um you know, people that have been having hauntings or problems in their home. Can you take us through like what the production of an episode would be for, or an investigation would be when you would come to somebody's house? Like, is it, are you there for a night? Are you there for a weekend? How did you select the houses? And, you know, how did you go from maybe start to finish of talking to the people, setting up an investigation, and then trying to find some kind of closure when you left? Yes, I think that's what's going on really great about Haunted House Guests is that we do take all of the approach that you just mentioned. So, uh, it, you know, just from us doing the original Ghost Brothers, like thousands of people have reached out to us, you know, telling us that their houses are haunted and like their homes or their jobs are, you know, are possessed and can we come out? And that's kind of where the idea for Haunted House Guests came. We were just like, we really should try to step out of our box and help people since so many people are reaching out to us. So that's where the whole idea came from. And the whole process is people reach out to us, let us know that their homes are haunted. And then we come to wherever they are in the country. Right. And so we're allowed to meet their family. And then they tell us all their paranormal experiences walk us through their home, give us a tour, tell us everything that's happened. And what we do is to make them feel more comfortable. We investigate with them inside of their home that first Friday night. And so everybody gets a feel of what's going on. We get to see some of the circumstances that happened to them and just get a vibe. That Saturday, we let the family leave, and then we go off to do our own research. So Marcus may go speak to the mayor of the city. Jawan may go speak to a historian. I may go speak to a librarian. 
and we just try to find out what could be the possible reasons why this property could be haunted. So we're looking through census reports. We're looking through land um, land documents. We're looking through uh, death certificates. Just any possible ancestry. That we can ancestry.com. We try to use anything that we can to kind of piece together this puzzle. So it's kind of like we're Indiana Jones mixed with like the Ghostbusters. Okay. <laughs> and then what we do is on Sunday we provide some type of resolve to the family. So we let them know all the information we found. So we're like, you know, Miss Johnson, back in 1850, there was a man named Michael who, you know, was in the military who died on this land. And we feel like he could be the gentleman that could be hunting his house. And we provide some type of resolve. So we may bring in a priest, we may bring in a medium, we may bring in a psychic, someone to cleanse the house, someone to make the family feel more at peace someone to allow to make the spirit and the family cohabitate together. So it's basically tailored to the needs of the family that we're helping each episode. And that's what makes this show. We may bring in, we may go to some different. Mm-hmm. We may even bring in a plumber. Uh, you know, somebody might answer. Never mind. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, sorry guys. It was just the pipes. Everything's fine. Um, so when you guys do it though, um, what do you think is the, uh, you know, as you're investigating with the families, and this is something I'm always interested in when you're dealing with people who maybe are not familiar with paranormal investigation or they haven't been on a thousand investigations themselves with the, like the, the lay people, let's say, uh, you know, so what do you think is the most impressive thing that they see? Or is there a piece of equipment or a kind of uh, research tactic that you think always kind of uh, either shocks or impresses people who are unfamiliar with the paranormal before? Yeah. Yeah. I think we introduce them. You deal, it's crazy. So you deal with some families who are completely new to the whole idea of paranormal investigating. Then you have some people who are like, they want to get into it, but they don't know where to start. And then you have some people who are actually paranormal investigators. So you have this range of skill sets that we deal with with certain families, but they're all like very intrigued with like one piece of equipment. And that one piece of equipment is like the SLS camera. Like they love to see, uh, this anomaly form on this iPad as a stick figure. And then like when we start running, uh, when we start running different tests, like if this spirit is in here, can you raise your hand? And then the stick figure kind of follows those, 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 excuse me, those directions. They're like really taken back by like, Oh my gosh, like I can see the visual of what I'm, what I, what I'm known to be feeling in my home. Like they really impressed by some of the, the visual aspects of the SLS camera. Okay. Yeah. That, well, that is, uh, and also, I mean, I, I was watching, I was, I was catching up on some of your stuff and watching some of your highlight videos before I look at best evidence. And it, that's one of the things they highlight right there. And it's a great moment when, um, it's like, I just told the guy to raise his hand. He raised his hand. And, you know, there's little right. moments like that that are, you know, great. You know, I was wondering, as you guys have done investigations now, and you've not only done investigations on your own, uh, but then now you've done them with a TV crew and things like that. Do you feel that your belief in that something paranormal exists, not necessarily that we have all the answers, that we know it's the ghost of Uncle Bob or whatever, come back, um, but that there is something supernatural affecting these houses. Do you think your belief after doing all these investigations has strengthened or um, it has lessened? You would take that, Martin? I would say I would say that it's uh, I would say that it's strengthened um, our belief system in uh, the spiritual and also it's with the, with with 
with these homes, we've had a lot of like varying, varying like causes for this like property to have the type of activity that it has. Like some have actually had burial ground on it. Some have been a part of the underground railroad. Some have been a part of, so it just, it just feels like when it comes down to like, when you come into these places, like you, with us bringing our spiritual side, it, it, we can feel an even deeper connection now. And I feel like it's a lot stronger now when we go to these homes too, because these people are living in these homes too. And it kind of gives like, you know, their essence that's been in the house, you know, along with whatever entities there. So do you guys ever like dial back a little bit or whatever, if you find something like when the families weren't there or uh, if something scary happened because you don't want to like terrify the families when they return, you ever like, you know, uh, you know, we saw a couple of things, but it was keep totally it real. Cool. The, keep ghost, it real. the ghost gave me a hug. Nah, we keep it real. Uh, keep it funky. Keep it yeah, straight it funky. It ain't, it ain't no point of lying to these folks here. They got a litter when we leave. We actually told a couple, hey, man, listen, y'all might want to put this on the market. You know what I'm saying? Or Airbnb <laughs> is out. Because this thing, yeah. this thing hunted, dog. Airbnb oh, yeah. is out. Oh, I love it. Cause we're not trying to leave these families with and get any bad Yelp reviews when we leave now. Like that's totally out the window. Nobody want a bad Yelp review. Who wants that? <laughs> right. the, the ghost brothers came over here and they didn't do shit. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Two stars. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> for me. Well, I'd like to go with each of you real quick. You know, I think the the, the moment that you realized that there might be something more to this or, you know, we all have that, like that watershed moment where um, we're on one side and we're skeptical and then something happens and you're like, okay, there is absolutely no way I can explain this. So now I may not be a full-fledged believer or whatever, but I certainly am open to the possibility because I've seen some stuff I cannot explain. So, um, Jawan, what was the you know what was the first time the first moment you think you you saw something where you're like okay like this is not I mean this is beyond just doubt this is beyond just sleep deprivation or uh, a hangover or something like that and you're like well this is uh, this is something now where I've seen something that I can't unsee. Um, oh man, for me, something that happened it was at the House of Wills in Cleveland, Ohio, and. I don't know how to explain it, but what occurred was I, I felt like I saw through a wall and it was a mirror on the wall that I felt that I felt like I was looking through. So maybe it was the, maybe it was the mirror playing tricks on me or, or what have you, but it was definitely something that I just was like, could not explain. And it left me extremely hysterical. Like I, I it was like, I couldn't articulate what happened. All I know was I was looking at the wall and visually could see the wallpaper of the other room of the room behind that wall. Um, and I was like, yo, I'm, I'm really tripping right now. And I had to stop taping for a second, talk to the cameraman, like, yo, I need you to tell me that what I just explained and you saw it, like cooperate my story. So I don't feel like I'm crazy. And, uh, and it was just one of those moments where I was like, I don't even know how to share this with the guys, it didn't even make the episode because I couldn't articulate it effectively to, to explain what was really going on. But it was, it was one of the most, I can say like terrifying experiences, but not in the sense of like, 
I was scared for my life in the sense of like I couldn't understand what's going on. And so that, you were having like like a waking psychedelic experience just out of nowhere. Yeah, I guess you can call it somewhat of a like I don't know if you'd describe it as like a a, a hallucination, but it was definitely in that realm <laughs> for sure. Right, and so it's like it's like getting a peek into something, and you're like, "Hey, I <laughs> I did not expect to see that. That's not just the REM pod going off or whatever. That's a uh, that's that's an awesome no. That's an awesome story. Yeah, because, and all it's just one of those things where like they say, you know, how they say mirrors are, are are portals. Right. And so I don't know if it, it was just a lot, like this idea of like maybe this mirror opened up, and I, I don't know, but it was really really trippy. Yeah, shout out to the weird stuff. <laughs> well, what's interesting about that too is that not only um, did you, have, you know, you you also felt overwhelmed a little bit in the way that you're like, I don't even know how to explain this kind of thing, and that's the uncanny, um, you know, the experience of, you know, when you, when we people talk about touching the other side or whatever, you know, they often talk about like, well, it, you know, you had to be there. Like, I can't, I can, I can kind of talk about it, but I can't give it justice. Um, to the actual, the experience goes beyond uh, my senses. So it's hard to describe something that we always describe everything using our senses. And so when you're like, this is, this comes right. from a different sense. How do you, you know, how do you describe what that feels like when we don't, none of us have the, uh, the equipment to deal with it. Right, right, right. Yeah. True story. That's powerful. Uh, Dalen, you know, what was your watershed moment? Your, uh, you're like, Hey man, I, 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 I saw into like, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a psychedelic experience like Juwan's, but you know, what was your moment? You're like, I can't unsee that. I've, you know, I've now you've, you've touched the other side. Yeah. Uh, mine would have definitely been, uh, the old city jail in Charleston, South Carolina. That was probably for me, one of the most eye opening experiences because so I was left with the task of watching Juwan and Marcus on the monitors at base camp while they were exploring and investigating uh, a certain floor of the jail. So mind you, we had security cameras, monitors, closed circuit TVs, uh, all around the jail, this old jail, right? And so I'm watching, you know, all the monitors on one screen. So I'm watching Jawan and Marcus who were together on the second floor in a room. And they're probably in, you know how the monitor separated into like six screens on one monitor? They're probably in the top left screen. And as I'm watching them in the bottom right corner of the screen, I see a whole shadow walk across the frame. Like it walked across the camera. It was a whole person. Like I saw the head, the neck, the arms, the legs, the body, like, but it was a shadow. And it was ironic because where Jawan and Marcus were walking down the stairs, they would have theoretically walked right into this shadow figure. And I, I was shocked. I looked. It is just so crazy that we were recording at the time. So we were able to play back the footage and everybody was able to see literally this full body shadow walk across the camera. Like it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And what made it even more crazy is just the fact that it was validated by at least 10 other people. And yeah, so that was the moment that I was like, okay. There is for sure, this is beyond like windows breaking or doors opening and closing, because that could be the wind. It could be anything. Right. This is physically something that is transparent, <laughs> walking <laughs> through the camera. Like, it was crazy. That was my moment. That's when I knew for sure that there's something after this. 
And that was, and the, and, and uh, I remember that episode. That was the, first of all, it's a great moment to capture on TV because they get your reaction. Yeah. You know, because we're getting your reaction, then we get to, and then you're like, then the reaction of dudes, check this out. Um, and then we get to watch the, you know, yeah. the figure and stuff. And so was there anything like that didn't make it to air? Like for that episode, for that shadow, was there like a, a temperature drop or an EMF spike or, or anything like that that also went off at the same time? Just wondering because some things that aren't as visual don't always make it to air. No, so during that episode, a lot of stuff happened, but not in that exact moment. Like that whole jail was very, very active. There was a point where we were upstairs with our backs turned to one another, like in the I'm about to get jumped posture. <laughs> and literally like windows were opening and closing and like doors we call were it, we it, like we call it we call it the nuck if you butt stand. The, the, the nuck if you buck stand. That's just the you ready for whatever. Like I got we had each other's back. But you had to be responsible for your own front. And literally, like, it was the craziest thing ever. So a lot of stuff would happen during that episode. But during that moment of that shadow figure, nothing else. And trust me, that's all we needed. Because <laughs> literally, Jawan and, and Marcus, they crossed paths <laughs> with this entity and didn't even see it, notice it, smell it, hear it, taste it, none of that. Like, the only evidence we had was this, this footage that was recording on the camera that proved that something literally walked through them. <laughs> like, it was crazy. I don't know. To this day, man. To this day. Well, that, I mean, <laughs> that, that was a great moment. And you actually bring up a, um, <laughs> something I, I always wonder about in the production of these shows. Now, you're talking about when you guys all got your backs turned and stuff like that, like you're, like, you know, making sure that you're protected from all sides. What about the camera guy? Like, do you guys just have the bravest camera people on earth? Oh, Shawty on his own. <laughs> he on his own with that one. <laughs> the guys that come along with you, are they? He knew what he, he, knew what he was signing up when he met us. He knew what he yeah. was signing up for when he met us. That's not us. That's what he said. Yeah, say, we watched his back. We watched his back. No, you have to have a certain type of crew to shoot paranormal. And, that's, and I think that's something that we had to learn going into it. Like, you think it's just as simple as having your typical cameraman, sound guy, producer. Nah, they have to be just as stealth <laughs> as you during an investigation because too many people, have too, many fans, too much movement. Exactly. They can contaminate an investigation. So you need a cameraman who's going to sit in the corner, be quiet, and blend in with the darkness. You know what I mean? So they don't get in our way. And, you know, people are always like, oh, y'all not in a room by yourself. Well, no sh- we gotta have somebody to videotape it. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all want y'all want to watch it? Y'all don't want to watch? What y'all you want to watch it now? You want to watch it now? <laughs> that's what I'm trying to figure out. If I'm just trying to figure out. You trying to watch? That's all. <laughs> and so, do the camera guys ever get please. the camera guys ever get uh, like poked or grabbed or? Anything, you know, are they, while they're in it, they're like, oh, great. You know, they're just thinking, they're just taking their, you know, they're in there for the job or whatever. And, you know, they're, they're not there to bust ghosts. And um, did they ever experience something? Well, we have a lot of paranormal type of, uh, most of our cameramen have actually been in the paranormal since like the beginning of the whole genre. So they all kind of have had experiences. Um, we had one experience that was kind of unique this year, um, but it's on an episode, so I'm going to kind of oh, yeah. say it's a, it's don't, a big situation. With don't it, with spoil the, it so we can all enjoy it when it yeah. comes out. Yeah, but it, yeah, we, you know, they, yeah, they get, they get, they're in the environment with us. So, you know, when yeah. in Rome, I think we're in Rome. Right. 
and that's Spanish. Because she was going, that's Spanish. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, wonder what I'll that use was. Google Translate. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. Mark, but, Mark, no, so, but there's, so, there's, yeah, go ahead. No, no, please, please continue. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just, I was just continuing what Marcus said. This is what our cameraman, and our sound guy, you've got to also realize they're looking through a viewfinder on a camera in the dark. <laughs> so their line of sight is very, very skewed anyway. So like they don't have all their peripheral going and like as we're turning around looking and hearing and sensing, their focus is to keep that viewfinder focused on us. So their attention, I think, is slightly, you know, elsewhere as opposed to ours, which is just completely open to what might happen. They have a job in that moment that they have to accomplish, you know, through whatever we do. But I feel like they have, like, the, the hardest job of them all. Of course. Well, yeah. And I think that's a, that's a great point there, that, you know, you're open to the, you're, you're making sure that you're open to the experiences, that you're keeping your head in that, like, you know, like fight or flight, let's keep our eyes all around us so we can see whatever we can. And it's those guys' job to get the shots of you getting the oh, shot, you know, getting the getting something else. So, like, right. they're not going to be as... You got to keep like, your head on the swivel, baby. Right. <laughs> well, you know, Marcus, what was your moment? What was your thing where you that you were, uh, like, you know, you were Dalen's barber, and he's like, I do ghost hunting. You're like, oh, right, I'm going to... I'll come along with you. And what was the moment where you're like, oh man, he's really, he's got something going on here. There's, there's something, uh, there's something here that I don't get. Well, when we first uh, became a, a team, we actually had another guy with us named Charlie in the beginning. And uh, we actually went- Charlie didn't make it. Charlie didn't make it. This is his first time. He was a white guy, actually, so the white guy didn't make it on this one. It was just weird. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we make it color barriers, baby. We break it color barriers. I don't think so. Uh, but, nonetheless, <laughs> but nonetheless, man, we were in Savannah, Georgia, at the Sorella Sweet House, and um, we actually were, this is like our first time investigating as a, as a unit, and um, totally new to it. You know, we decided to stay the night. Um, but there was this, uh, there was these quarters that I had to stay in. And, uh, when I say, uh, the, 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 <laughs> the candles started flickering and breathing started happening and I thought I started seeing stuff. I was like, Oh yeah, this stuff's real. Okay. You guys got me signed up for some bull. That's what y'all did. That's what y'all got me signed <laughs> up for some bull. You know? <laughs> and, and ever since then I've been signed up for it. So, you know, it's, it's been the best thing that's, that's happened to me is, you know, like I said, it's made me more adventurous you know, open my mind up to, you know, more life. Because, I mean, with us investigating, you know, the, the paranormal, the, the, the afterlife, you know, it's like you, you're able to appreciate the life that you have here on Earth, you know what I'm saying, a lot more. By just, by just the, you know, just some of the research that we go through, you know, seeing these people, what they've done and what they've accomplished or what, why they passed away, how or how, you know what I'm saying, just trying to make sure that you, you just, you know, cover too many things like that, so... Right. Well, enjoy it now because yeah, the- you're going to be you're going to be living in a dank room, uh, trying to whisper at people through flashlights for the rest of eternity. So uh, have fun, right? Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> have fun while you can. Oh man! The life, the life, the life. Don't you don't you threaten me with a good time? <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to um, make sure to bring this up because, like you just you know said, you made a joke about you know breaking the color barrier and things like that. But it is true that the paranormal world isn't the rainbow coalition uh you know at, at least in in its current representation and so you guys coming in uh you know brings a different perspective and 
uh, does it ever feel like, uh, oh man, with the Ghost Brothers, like like it's too like we don't need we don't need to represent all black people here for the paranormal. Like we just represent ourselves. Like does that ever become like a a, a pain to deal with? Nah, I mean, I think comes with this blessing comes responsibility, you know, and that's something that we greatly take on is uh, representing and being the voice of, of black people that, you know, who may think or may have thought that anything that they're doing is looked at as paranormal or against the norm, you know what I mean, no matter what it is. And that's all we want to do is just inspire everyone and but majority, you know, minorities, man, to speak out, speak outside the box, get out there and try new things. Like it's okay to do new things and think outside the box. And especially in fields that we may or may not have ever even considered, i.e. paranormal, literally like there's, you're on the phone with three of the four black paranormal investigators in the world, right? Now. You are. <laughs> <laughs> it's only four of us. That's in something that uh, everybody can appreciate because it, it's the message that hey the guys the paranormal is for everybody and that there's something in yeah, this everybody world, there's something in this world for everybody every dies. person no matter where they're from or, or, or the background that's always something for you and everybody's welcome too I think we want to get that message across because there's only so many of us weirdos and we're always looking for more <laughs> and we love it <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then and then everybody's died everybody dies so it's like <laughs> Every race dies. So there's so many other people that, you know, that, that are that are out there, so many stories out there, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we just, yeah, we're just more so an early representation of, like, you know, being, being able to jump into another another space, you know, and fearlessly. Yeah, like Marcus said, man, death is the one thing that everybody has in common. So, you know. <laughs> like we just they they see religion, race, <laughs> interests, hobbies. Everybody death is the one thing that everybody experiences, so and can relate to. So that's why we feel like this is a cool genre to kind of bridge that gap. And it's awesome. And, and right, unless you're going to be cryogenically frozen, then maybe you'll never die. Maybe Elon Musk will never die, or whatever Walt Listen, Disney, man. Walt Disney underneath Disneyland. Man. That's my plan. That's my yeah, hey, man. Bro. Listen, bro, I'm trying to get put. Thaw, I'm trying to get thawed out about thirty thirty. You know what I'm saying? Thirty thirty, come, come on back out. See what's happening. He done cryologically thawed your boy on out. Thirty thirty. Awesome. Well, I mean, I know you guys have more uh, press to do today and things like that, and I want to congratulate you on the new season of Ghost Brothers Haunted House Guests. Just a quick preview. Is there any of the episodes that's your favorite coming up that you're like, you got to tell people like this is, you know, this investigation is the one you're not going to want to miss the entire season? I say the season opener, man. 
That one, yeah, that that one in Michigan, man. That one, that one's a doozer. It's a doozer. But I think every episode builds a story for the season, so you got to catch all of them, man. Got to catch every single one of them. I think you'll find something to connect to in every episode. I think every episode is going to have like a huge paranormal uh, event, and then I think every episode is going to have like this huge human, this human relatability event. So I think. It's hard to isolate which episode is going to be like your favorite, but you're going to be able to connect with every one of them. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, everybody can check out the season opener. That's Friday, uh, August 16th, and it's going to be on the Travel Channel. So make sure you guys don't miss the premiere of Ghost Brothers Haunted House Guests. Now, Dalen, Marcus, and Juwan, I'm going to thank you very much for joining us today on See You on the Other Side, and I wish you best of luck uh, as you continue in your investigations forward. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And if you guys want to find out any more information about the show, about us individually, please check out our social media. You can find me at Juwan Mass, my personal last name, on all platforms. You've got Dalen Spratt on all platforms, and then you have B. Marcus Harvey on all platforms. And uh, be sure to follow us. Make sure you catch up on the latest info with Ghost Brothers Haunted House guests. And we will have all of the we'll have all the links to your social media where you guys can check that out. Othersidepodcast.com slash two fifty nine. You'll be able to follow everybody on Twitter and like their pages and stuff right from there. All right. Well, thanks to those guys for joining us today. They really are uh, a lot of fun. And the thing is, we're talking about the season premiere coming on Friday night, August sixteenth at eight p.m. Central on the Travel Channel. Um, Wendy and I have already watched it. Yes. And it definitely had some moments. Yes, it definitely. I mean, <laughs> it's got some really entertaining moments. I think that uh, they're at the height of the way the, the joke around together. And it seems like they really have it all. Like the relationship is just so well shown on screen. Yeah. Strong rapport and uh, interesting location that they went to. Yeah, Very Michigan. cool place. Very cool house. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to see more episodes and, and check out the rest of the season. It I is. Saw that one already, but I recommend it for anyone who likes that kind of show for sure. Yeah, if you're if you're a paranormal adventure kind of show, like <laughs> if you like those the paranormal reality shows, then I mean, Ghostbusters is one of my favorite teams because because of that camaraderie, that natural camaraderie, the way they talk with each other, the way they work with each other, and plus they even visited our friends in Strange Town in the first season That's when they right. went to. The, they went to the Magnolia Hotel yeah. in Seguin, Texas. Yeah, I was surprised because I was just watching that one. And, you know, I'd heard of the Magnolia Hotel, of course, because when we interviewed Billy and Mark from Strangetown, uh, they talked about it. And then sure enough, <laughs> there they are. They're like the, the consultants <laughs> on yeah, that show. The so that was great. And we even actually um, we wrote a song about the famous ghost of yeah. the Magnolia Hotel. You can find that if you look up Sunspot and Emma. Emma's the name of the song. You can find a link to that. So, um, no, the, this new season, um, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I like the, the format they're doing. And if you enjoy paranormal reality, you're going to have a great time with the Ghost Brothers. And so I think enjoy it and see uh, maybe next year, if you have a haunted house, you can uh, call the Ghost Brothers and they can come and investigate your house. Yeah, there you go. All right. During the interview, I think my favorite part, uh, well, my favorite part is actually <laughs> when, when Juwan told me about uh, his particular story of yes. um, having that psychedelic experience. Right. I thought that was pretty awesome. I'm like, okay, that, that was that was good. But my other favorite part is when I was like, okay, do you ever sugarcoat? You ever sugarcoat that uh, 
your findings, your investigative findings. <laughs> for TV. <laughs> yeah. Or, or when you're talking to the family because they have to sleep there and you don't want them to crap their pants. And they're like, no, we keep it real. We keep it funky. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's like, that's a, you know, like, okay, guys, we're ghost hunters. We're keeping it real. Yeah. We're keeping it funky. That is the perfect inspiration awesome. for a song. <laughs> so we just took that line and made that the inspiration for this week's Sunspot song. Here is Ghost Funk. We keep it real. Uh, keep it funky. <laughs> Listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. Well, Mike, I like to get real and I like to get funky too. Hell yeah. In the Patreon hangouts every month with our community of awesome paranormal junkies. That's right. Uh, so we want to make sure that everybody at least gets to one of these hangouts ASAP. We try to get one in every single month. For our community, we talk about uh, our personal ghost stories, paranormal experiences, the stuff that's going on in the news, our favorite horror movies, and it's just a, a nice way to spend the evening, like grab a beer or a beverage or a Diet Coke, whatever a you like. A, a tea. <laughs> um, 
whatever you like, and just spend a few minutes uh, talking about weird stuff with us. Plus, if you guys have any ideas, it's our Patreons. We're always looking for new stuff, and our Patreons get to uh, suggest topics, and uh, those that, because there are Patreons, those are the topic suggestions that we listen to first. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. And you can become one of those Patreons if you want to join us for the Hangouts and join our private Facebook community. You can check it all out at othersidepodcast.com slash donate. That's othersidepodcast.com slash donate. And speaking of Patreons. Oh, man, we got to give a big, huge shout out to our awesome Patreon, Dr. Ned. Dr. Ned's at the level where he gets a shout out every single episode. And Ned, you're our guy. Have a great week. You had to be there.